0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and great to have you with us as we come together to defend truth, justice, and the American way. And the American way isn't being followed by the CEO of Norfolk Southern Railroad. The Daily Mail reporting that CEO Alan Shaw was a no-show for a meeting with East Palestine residents, many of whom can't return to their homes because of illnesses caused by the railroad derailment that caused the release of hazardous chemicals. And President Trump had to go to East Palestine to shame Biden, Pete Buttigieg, the EPA, and FEMA into action. Biden is still a no-show. And now, unconfirmed reports today in the Gateway Pundit that Biden may be hiding top-secret documents, documents that would confirm that an Afghanistan inspector general is going through evidence that shows President Biden had, quote, side deals, end quote, with the Taliban. And those so-called side deals constrained our troops from combat with the Taliban, at least in certain circumstances. And Biden has brought in an estimated 6 million illegal immigrants into the country in his first two years in office. And Biden is spending now another... $350 million of taxpayer money going to illegal immigrants. That's right, your tax dollars going to millions of illegal immigrants. And we know nothing about them, what they're doing, where they are. Because Biden brought them into America under cover of darkness. He is the most un-American, anti-America, corrupt president since, well, perhaps Obama. Our guest today is well-known to this audience. He's a great American. He's the host of the Greg Kelly Report on Newsmax. I gave it away there, didn't I? He's a former Marine aviator, a colonel in the Marine Reserves, and author. He's written a terrific new book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. We recommend Greg's book to you highly. And here now, Greg Kelly. Greg, great to have you on the show. Congratulations on your new book. Let's start with what motivated you to write on justice and law enforcement.
1: Uh, Well, Lou, thank you very, very much. You know, there were two moments, two moments that really rocked my world and kind of changed me in a fundamental way. One of them was in the summer of 2020, when you'll remember uh, the country was in chaos and there was a riot in front of the White House and uh, the park police came in and cleared uh, Lafayette Park which it needed to be. Nobody ever talks about this, but a lot of uh, park police officers were were seriously injured. One required brain surgery. And then the next day, Trump had the audacity to uh, stand in front of a church with the Bible. And everybody somehow said that that was the worst thing they had ever seen. And that's when I knew that, well, suddenly I felt not at home in my own country. I guess that's the best way to put it. And. I wanted to document the moment for sane people. And as uh, corporate America bought onto an ideology, Black Lives Matter, that they didn't understand, that they didn't even want to understand, they were just in such a rush mm-hmm. to put their logo up with it, um, I just wanted to take a step back and, <laughs> for the ages, point out, in book form, because not much has been written about this. And tweets are one thing and document in an organized way uh, how bizarre, how dangerous this ideology is, and, and ways we can push back. My, my proposals are modest, to be honest. I've never served in law enforcement. My father did for many, many years. And to see his profession so maligned uh, was heartbreaking. And I guess I did it in large part for my for my dad as well. Um, the book is dedicated to him, Ray Kelly, longest serving police commissioner in New York history. So it's addressing the the insanity of the last three years and really kind of investigating how it started because it actually goes back uh, uh, quite a ways. But it, the tipping point was George
0: Floyd. Right. It's it, without without question. And I just want to interject, uh, Ray Kelly. In my opinion. Uh, without question, the, the greatest uh, police department of the the greatest leader of New York's finest in, in history. Uh, what a what a, a great man your father uh, is, and and what uh, great things he did for the city of New York. I just want to insert that. Uh, I, going to now George Floyd, if I may here, it's one of the most uh, flummoxed flummoxing events in, in, in social justice history that this man could suddenly become the icon for what became a summer of riots and arson and vicious lawlessness shootings and murders uh, across America. It, it was it, it just to me still just buffaloes me. There is no way to uh, bring logic to it and to make sense of it all, except that it was a contrivance of the left and the Marxists in this country who mean to to do all of us harm.
1: Precisely. And it had been in the making for, well, quite formally, um, since Black Lives Matter, its inception in, in 2011, 2012, it was created to help bail out Barack Obama who needed uh, a bailout when it came to uh, African-American support. He was losing it. He was elected in 2008 and a lot of folks thought that things would be different. Well, African-Americans were perhaps the most disappointed group in America when the plight of the African-American community uh, did not improve, in fact, it went down. And so did his popularity. So this was an effort to emotionalize, uh, galvanize Black voters, uh, Barack Obama leading the way with grievance politics. Uh, Black Lives Matter very much a a tool, a device to help him win reelection in 2012. That was its its tactical goal. And now I believe its strategic goal is to tear apart America.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. This is uh, this is a party, the Democrat Party. Uh, that is now led by Marxist Dems. Uh, And one can talk about the cabal that drives this uh, puppet president uh, uh, in the White House now. Uh, But the reality is it started with Obama. It was organized by Obama. And this, in my judgment, is still, Greg, this is the third term of Barack Obama, no matter what uh, anyone wants to call it.
1: There's an amazing moment Shortly after election day in 2020, where Obama is talking to Stephen Colbert and it's a soft interview. But at 1 point, he says, you know, uh, he asked him, how do you feel about retirement? He says, well, you know, retirement. Look, I can stay in the game. In fact, the ideal scenario would be I'm in the basement and I'm calling the shots. I'm feeding the lines to someone upstairs. I'd be fine with that kind of arrangement. And you got to look at the clip. It's really amazing. And Obama's eyes are excited. And it's almost like he's bragging about the arrangement that's about to unfold. I do believe that Barack Obama and Susan Rice are the two people running America right now, and they're running it right into the ground and they're doing it on purpose. Uh, As oh, by the way, they they are secure in their billions, literally billions. Barack Obama uh, is a billionaire at this point. It was his stated goal to become a billionaire. And it's very much in keeping with um, with the left. You know, it's uh, imposing harsh uh, conditions on the masses and living in luxury at the top.
0: And why else would he be the first president to, after serving uh, his full two terms in office, live in Washington D.C. to buy the, the his mansion and uh, and reside there? Close at hand, just in case somebody should have a question or two about how to move the country forward uh, in Obama's style.
1: You know, I was so naive uh, at first when I thought, oh, I guess he really is just sticking around for his, his children who want to finish school, which was a cover story. And they're both uh, long uh, finished with high school. Uh, no, he is the swamp is very loyal to, to, to Obama. And the proximity, it should have been a bigger story. It should have been very, very concerning. Uh, It wasn't, it was considered charming. And you, you just remind me, or as we talk about billions and that Donald Trump is so different from all of them in that he already had his billions. He already had the fame. He already had even the trappings of a president by the time he became president, the plane, the helicopter, the fame. He had all that stuff for decades. And it really was altruistic on Donald Trump's part. He really wanted to do something as opposed to just about every president we've ever had, just about. They all wanted to be something. Donald Trump already was somebody. He wanted to do something. It's a huge difference and I think one of the keys to understanding him.
0: I think you're exactly right. And, and President Trump... In that context, to think back to who he was in 2015, when he came down that uh, escalator uh, with Melania to announce that he was running for president, the the idealism, the altruism, as you describe it, uh, was manifest. It was obvious. And it's one of the reasons there was a tremendous uh, connection then. To, to people who had never really even heard of him at some point. Believe it or not, there were people in America who didn't know who Donald Trump was. I don't know if to this day he would ever acknowledge that, but it's, it is true. But they connected with him instantly. His charisma, his style, his language, his bearing, uh, his personality, his nature— I hear was an optimist, a a straight-talking, plain-speaking American, which is what every American aspired to be at one time in this country, direct, plain-spoken, sincere, honest, and direct. That's all been lost, but not on Donald Trump. And it's why millions and tens of millions of Americans still desperately want him to win in 2024, I believe. What do you think? I do. I am
1: uh, I'm for Trump. I like the style. I like the substance. I like the man. Um, I'm worried about what the left will do. Sometimes I think they'll, uh, they'll burn this country to the ground rather than see him uh, get another term. Uh, but I am totally for Trump. And I'm very proud, quite frankly, that, you know, you mentioned the escalator. I, it was kind of a fluke, but I happened to be in the room when he came down that escalator. I had a friend of a friend who was friends with Michael Cohen and uh, We it was on my way home from work. You want to drop by and see what's going on. Something's going on at Trump Tower. And I heard the entire speech went on for about an hour and I was with Rosanna Scotto, my co-anchor at the time. And we were looking at each other from time to time. And right after the speech was over, a camera came up to me and, you know, I didn't spend my formative years in media. I was in the Marine Corps and I lived all over the country and uh, I just never considered myself. Well, I always consider myself a bit apart from the media class. And I'm so glad for that experience in the Marine Corps. So the camera came up to me and said, well, what'd you think of Donald Trump's uh, new reality show? I said, "Uh uh-uh, this is a game changer. He can go all the way with this message. This is a big deal. This is not a joke. And my co-anchor said, and he did it without a teleprompter. She was impressed with that. And that's what I said on TV. I felt like I, I, I really felt the earth move. I was so blown away. And of course, I was mocked for what I said. It kind of went semi-viral at the time. And, and I think, uh, but I was right, and not because I'm special, it's actually because I spent so much time away from the media and so much time in the country that I, that's why I was able to recognize that that speech would work. You remember, it was, it was almost universally mocked in the media uh, afterwards, but it was the people who understood exactly what he was talking about. And uh, it's just a, uh, so I hope he comes back in 20, it's gonna be wild, it's gonna be wild. Uh, I don't know how it's all gonna unfold. DeSantis is a great guy, but quite frankly, he's got a lot of life left and he's still got some maturing to do in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you're right. DeSantis is a a great, decidedly great governor. Uh, Governor of Florida, a very important job. Uh, He should not be clashing with Donald Trump at this moment in history. If there were to be a reason to uh, step forward later with Trump's blessing as the leader of the party, that would have been a classy and, I think, appropriate way to have handled his own ambitions. But now he's going to lose and he's going to he is going to be less than he is in the mind of the of the media, uh, certainly of the American people. If he confronts and in any way poses an obstacle, uh, I think a barrier to President Trump's and I will say it this way because I mean it rightful return uh, to the general election. In 2024, for the presidency of the United States, it was denied him, I believe, without any question of doubt, I don't believe, I know, that he was cheated out of the presidency. The facts are straightforward. They are clear. While not all acknowledge the reality that is the facts that are, the truth is there, staring everyone in the face. The role of Bill Barr, attorney general of the United States. The role of Joe Biden. The lying then former vice president vying for the presidency of the United States dishonestly uh, with the support of the intelligence uh, community, uh, Barack Obama's intelligence community, the Democratic National Committee, the former Hillary Clinton apparatus. These are straightforward facts that we know, and also an FBI trying to frame up, once again, Donald Trump. It's been an extraordinary time in that from 2016 forward, the president of the United States, who, the man who ultimately was to become president of the United States, was, tr- was being framed by the FBI, uh, was being, uh, as president, uh, attempted uh, to be overthrown by our intelligence agencies, by the Demo- the Marxist Democrats, uh, and even members of his own party and his own administration. And now in his post-presidency, the, the persecution goes on. If I've ever seen a man who has a right uh, to unanimous consent in the nomination and ultimately the presidency, in my mind, that man is Donald Trump. What do you think, Greg?
1: You know, and the way you put it so powerfully, it must be him because if it's not him, then we just gave in on all of the things you mentioned. We're just going to brush all that under the rug. It's going to go unacknowledged you know, the the FBI malfeasance, the swamp, everything they did to sabotage his presidency, uh, his election, uh, his reelection, there still has to be accountability. Um, And we're not gonna get it in court, and if uh, Durham can't provide it, uh, it has to be addressed, I believe, by his reinstatement, by his election, that's one way. But to just go with another candidate, DeSantis, you know, oh, DeSantis is Trump without the baggage. Well, that's true until he declares, until he declares. And then, oh, guess what? There will be plenty of baggage, all right? Some will be real. Some will be made up. Uh, They're waiting. There's tons of baggage that they're going to saddle him with. But, you know, it's also amazing to listen to you and to realize, you know, in certain forums, um, Lou, You know they they would possibly go to commercial break and 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 have a heart attack (laughs) we're in a country where you can't say you can't say certain things right and i've i've heard that was the case (laughs) yeah you, you you've lived this firsthand and 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 to some extent so have i i'm fortunate to be at wabc and newsmax where uh they believe in free speech but it's incredible. I never thought it would happen in America. It was a Soviet Union type of thing. It was in some novel about the future, but here we are. It's happening in America, and I, I don't believe it. I can't, it's hard to believe, but it's happening, and I'm, I'm quite frankly, grateful to God that, that I'm in a position where I can say what I think, and I, I, I can pursue the truth, and I am somewhat safe from cancel culture, which is a very real thing. And anyway, it's um, – but I, I, I do agree with you. And look, one, one thing I should point out, I personally cannot prove that the election was stolen. I mm-hmm. don't have the technical ability to do that. I sense that it was. That's my – certainly my – I have grave concerns about the election. I can prove in Pennsylvania that about 800,000 votes were cast illegally. Absolutely. But I can't necessarily – Prove it, and so what I say is I have grave concerns. Joe Biden did sign the paperwork. He is the president. You know, you'll remember in early 2021, people were afraid of the FBI showing up if you said the wrong thing about the election. So that's yeah. where I am on the election.
0: Well, and I and I and I respect that uh, that uh, integrity on your part, uh, and I I really do. I, I can say it straightforwardly because I know for a fact. Bill Barr chose not to intervene consciously in the election of 2020. He did chose to do so despite knowing that Joe Biden was lying through his teeth about the the so-called laptop from hell uh, being Russian disinformation. He knew better than that. It had been in the possession of the FBI for over a year. We still don't know what's contained uh, in all uh, recesses of that uh, laptop, but we're finding out more and more. We know that by not intervening, he intervened because simultaneously FBI agents uh, from uh, his Department of Justice were going over to talk with the folks at Twitter. We know from the Twitter files what they were discussing, which was managing and manipulating the system. We know that those same agents were uh, putting their hands, as you will, rather than, well, there's they were stomping on the scales uh, to to decide the outcome of this election. We know for a fact what uh, Facebook uh, and Mark Zuckerberg did. We know what George Soros' role was in putting money into the public election uh, apparatus to reach an outcome. We know that for eight months before that election, the Democrats were changing laws and taking advantage of COVID uh, for themselves. Uh, and to provide for a a voting season, an election season, rather than an election day. These all compound 51 former CIA, CIA directors, five CIA directors, 51 former in total, 51 former Intel officials insinuating that that laptop was Russian disinformation without apology, without correction, without amendment, here we are almost three years later. That's, that is proof. And we know that people, with a, if they had known that that story in the New York Post on October 14th was absolutely true, which it is, they would have voted quite differently. 13% of them, which is far greater than the margin of the uh, Biden victory. So that's, that's my, uh, if you will, reasoning around my statement that I know. That that election was stolen, and a lot of people were involved in the theft. What do you think?
1: Well, um, we could also use the word rigged. Rigged would be mm-hmm. rigged is is set up. All those things look, first of all, everything you said is true. And what is even scarier is that there has been no accountability. Yeah, we have the Twitter files, and it's very interesting when Matt Taibbi publishes them on some random Friday night, and uh, everybody moves on. They're barely noticed. Um, Those 51 officials are are still people of influence in Washington D.C., wheeling and dealing. And yes, I know they've received a letter from the intel community or the judiciary or whatever, uh, but it seems like those investigations, as much as I. I applaud them, I, they, they're not receiving the attention that they, they need, uh, that they deserve. Um, of course, we don't have a Senate that is looking for any accountability. I am deeply concerned that everything that you just summarized magnificently, all of the players are in position to do it again. You could argue that Twitter, social media, that they have really been knocked on their heels uh, I think they have even more sophisticated ways to do what they want to do, and they mm-hmm. they'll all know what to do. That you don't have to embed Elvis Chan, and he doesn't have to. He won't have to say it out loud anymore. Um, I'm 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 very very worried about about what's to come. I don't know. Now I'm not afraid. I mean, we've got to be. We can't be afraid, and we can't keep our head down. But the lack of accountability is astonishing, and the evidence that's out there, their wrongdoing, it's incredible. And they, they got away – I get at this point, you got to say they got away with it.
0: I oh, mean, they, got, they got away with it, Greg.
1: But they're <laughs> getting away with it. I mean, is, there's no one – I mean, they're still in the clear. Uh, we have Republicans in charge. Like, when is there going to be accountability? I don't know if you saw what Trump said this afternoon. It is a, an amazing statement, an amazing indictment of the swamp. And he is at war with the swamp. But guess what? The swamp is at war with him. And he doesn't have much power right now. He's got a lot of influence, but he's not, he's not, he's not in. And even when he was in power, they were working against him. So it's. The I was dangerous say, not, you know I was what, though? Say. Miracles. It might take a miracle, Lou, but miracles have a way of finding Donald Trump.
0: They they do. Uh, and I truly believe that uh, miracles have always found America. Uh, we, in this country, uh, we are divided uh, on the issue of God. We're divided on whether religion should be in the public square. We're divided on the right to life. We are divided on so many, so many things about whether uh, this Constitution and this Declaration of Independence are founding documents and values uh, means that everyone will have an equal opportunity, or whether it means uh, every there will be an equal outcome. Uh, and I am I, I am so proud of our 250 years of history in this country. We've never been perfect, but we've been becoming better uh, throughout our history. And Americans who don't have pride and who can only run this country down, uh, I have. Uh, immense resentment of their lack of gratitude for everything this country has had to to earn. And people talk about God-given rights and they talk about universal rights and they talk about human rights. And I say to everyone who will listen, there is no such thing as God-given rights or universal rights or human rights. There are only rights in this country that were, were won and earned by the the magnificent courage of our forebears who fought for every one of those rights. And we have to respect that tradition, that history, that heritage, and get down on our knees and thank you, Lord, that we've had such people. And that's the miracle that has always been America. And I just pray that it continues and that... But that miracle has to be shaped by our hands. I truly believe, and we have to find the courage to to reach our destiny and to secure our future as Americans for our children, our grandchildren. Uh, that's the miracle I'm praying for.
1: Well, count me in. And uh, what you what you describe so beautifully. I, I look, I feel the hand of God every day, and part of my mission, I believe, is to talk openly about my faith. I, you know, not, not that long ago, I I, I couldn't have dreamt that I would be talking to you, Lou Dobbs, about these issues. I was a totally different person. I I say this in the book. I voted for, I voted for Barack Obama in 2008. I was conned by him and I was living a, a very different lifestyle. You know, the lifestyle that the culture says you're supposed to have when you're, you know, single and in New York City and, you know, you, you can fill in the blanks, And uh, two and a half men, CBS, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I was saved. And I know God has a plan not only for me, but for everybody and and for the country. And I know he can turn this around <laughs> so easily. And, you know, even Joe Biden, he there's a plan for him and there's a reason why he's there. You know, I would have loved to have gone on doing my show, which I had fell into a pretty comfortable routine, defending and decoding Trump. And then I had to go into a whole different realm of, of well, a, the kind of commentary that I had never done before. I'm not saying that's why Joe Biden won so Greg Kelly could have a new type of show. But we're, we all have a journey, and it's all going to ultimately work out. I don't know how and I don't know when and we all know history and empires come and go and third centuries seem to be the real test and a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, powers do not make it through the third century I hope we do I think we will my gut tells me we will but uh it's up to him and uh
0: well, I- it's and us and the us part is uh, i think uh, a large part of what uh, the future will be for for our for succeeding generations of americans we are certainly in a test and you talked about uh, the the changes that have you know that are so powerful around us because almost everything is changing uh, it's de- this country is destabilized there is no question about it and everybody can attach a different meaning to that word, but I mean, we are right now being pried apart from the values that are so important to to this this country and uh, its future. Our founding values, our our individual choices that we're making as citizens of this great country, have been so so facile, so glib, and so reckless that it's it's astonishing. A two thousand mile border that's undefended. Uh, a, a nation that's unprotected uh, against uh, deadly drugs being brought in by the Mexican drug cartels, uh, the, uh, the ingredients that are being shipped to them and uh, the scientists sent over to Mexico from China to manufacture fentanyl that kills over, well hundreds of thousands of Americans. And without comment or, or even resistance by this administration, It's truly astonishing to think where we are Uh, and that we have a president who says that Russia will not. He he speaks in bellicose words as if he were a a man of immense power. Uh, He has immense power, but it is not his. And for him to to put with those reckless words, a man in Vladimir Putin who could launch nuclear missiles, Uh, throughout Europe, uh, to the United States in any direction he wants, but it is sickening what Joe Biden is doing to this country, what his regime is doing to this country. Uh, whether it's in foreign policy or domestic. Americans are being tested each and every day, uh, and challenged each and every day as to whether or not this country will be the United States of America or something of the design on the part of the Marxist Dems. Your thoughts?
1: Well, um, Joe Biden is a thoroughly corrupt man. Uh, I do not believe, back to your earlier point, that there's any way in hell he could have gotten more black votes than Barack Obama in places like Philadelphia. I remember the first time I learned about Joe Biden, I was a freshman in college in 1987, and he had just been caught in all of those lies on tape about everything from college to law school, awards that he received, and contests that he did not even enter. Uh, and now this man, this disgrace, this embarrassment, he was a laughingstock and has always been a laughingstock. His presence is evidence of how foul this state has become, how corrupt, thoroughly, thoroughly corrupt, he is, in a way, the perfect representative of just how rotten the system has become. Um, I tell you, seeing him yelling and screaming, and he's either, he's got two tones. He's got exasperated whisper or, or outright anger. Um, it's, it, it's heartbreaking. And, oh, by the way, he's a racist. He is an out-and-out out racist. He said out loud, he berated one of the best-known Black entertainers in the world, Charlemagne, who had questions about Joe Biden's record. He said, well, if, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't Black. It's Joe Biden. And he did not have to apologize for it. He did not, in any substantive way, pay any kind of price for that horrific statement. I mean, jaw-droppingly hateful statement. That's who this man is, incapable of telling the truth, greedy, I do believe also, well, very credible allegations about his personal conduct have been raised, and there he is. Still the president of the United States and the media refuse to ask him even about the laptop. Now we know that the laptop is true, is authentic. He's around reporters every single day. They won't ask him about it. No. It's totally astounding. And I am reminded about uh, something in my book about race that I, I do want to mention to you, Lou. You know, nice. I, I I say that America is having a very Silly conversation about race to avoid having an important and uncomfortable one. You know, race is a hot topic. Everyone's talking about it, but they're talking about it in a certain way, in a way that's dictated and designed by the left. Regular people, no matter what your ethnicity, no matter what your race, but if you are a person and you believe in the Constitution and you believe in America, we've got to get better and more comfortable talking about race. When the left brings the race up, they use it as a weapon and they use it to silence people. because most people don't like talking about race and I kind of understand that. But if this is going to be the issue of our time, people who don't agree with the radical left agenda have to start speaking up. And you know what? For a long time, I mentioned I voted for Obama because in part because I thought he was going to lead that conversation. He was going to talk about the absence of too many black fathers. He stood up on Father's Day 2008 and said too many black fathers are MIA, too many black fathers are AWOL, and we have to fix it. We have to talk about this. And I'm like, wow, what a breath of fresh air, but it was a con. He was threatened by Jesse Jackson and he never went there again. And he went all in on grievance culture and victim mentality. He never went there. So it falls to people like us, who would have thunk it? You know, a couple of conservatives out there, not many, a few, who are willing to talk about this. You know, and you know the disclaimer, well, I can't say anything. I'm a white person. Like, no, that has to go. I mean, I would, it would have been, yes, it would have been less awkward if, (laughs) if this were handled a long time ago by somebody like Barack Obama. But he was too afraid, and he was too consumed with his own brand in his own pursuit of wealth and riches and popularity it would fall to the people to pick up where he refused to lead so it's it's part of my book that there's a horrible dishonest conversation about race totally dictated by the left and the people have to push back
0: absolutely and you know this i think that a man by the name of dr martin luther king did a pretty good job of talking about this he said in one phrase uh, that we should judge one another by the content of our character rather than the color of our skin this has been turned on its head by the marxist left and uh, to the to the immense disadvantage of all that's decent in this country i, I like the way you put it uh, the difficult conversation is being avoided Because instead of reason, uh, we have uh, these uh, racist, uh, uh, racial uh, entrepreneurs who are profiting off of what is pure fiction uh, and not, not history, but simply revision. We've got to come to terms with what is happening, whether it's CRT, whether it is the Black Lives Matter, whether it's Antifa. Whatever it is that is decidedly un-American, we have to contend with it. And by the way, that's on all of us who truly are patriots or try to be patriots or be our best selves. Uh, We have to have the guts to put it on the line to save this country. Uh, And that means speaking truth whenever uh, we're tempted to silence. And that's an immense challenge. Greg Kelly, you are one of those who I respect so much for speaking the truth, uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, all that you've done and are doing for this country. Uh, Your book uh, is outstanding. We recommend it to all of our viewers. Uh, The book is Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, and I will add parenthetically so much more as well. The author, Greg Kelly. Greg? Thanks for being with us here today on The Great America Show. We always give our guests the last word, and if you will, your concluding thoughts. Thank you for being with us, my friend.
1: Wow. Well, uh, thank you so much, Um, and it's been a real pleasure. And I guess I'd make one other book recommendation um, in addition to mine. Um, By the way, I've read uh, three of your books. They're amazing, And, and I think Donald Trump has read them as well. But there's another book that um, made a, well, the the ultimate uh, difference in my life, and it it, it is the Bible. Um, I was a lost soul, as I alluded, alluded to earlier. a Bit of a, a, at times I found myself espousing atheism, and somebody gave me the Bible. It was a Charles Stanley Light Principles Bible. It's the traditional, you know, King James Bible, but it had little footnotes and essays in it, and um, I remember when I received it, I said, well, when did you become such a church lady? And I put it on the shelf, and I was mildly offended. And years went by, and uh, before I actually picked it up, out of curiosity, out of a couple of other things that were going on, and uh, everything, everything started to change. And uh, uh, the Charles Stanley version helped me kind of uh, decode some of the language, but it really does not matter. Um, I started with Genesis, and I, I read all the way through, and it changed everything, and it continues to change everything. So uh, if anyone out there is uh, looking for the truth, I, I do think it's in, in that book. Um, light years behind it comes my book, but um, <laughs> I hope that all makes sense. And, and Lou, thank you for the opportunity.
0: It all makes great sense, as do you, Greg. Thanks for being with us, and thanks as well for sharing your faith with us. I like your other book recommendation as well. Amen, brother. Thank you, Greg Kelly. His book is Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And we thank you, everybody, for being with us here today. Monday, we'll be talking with conservative attorney Kurt Olson. His clients include President Trump, Carrie Lake, and Mike Lindell, to name a few, Please join us Monday. Have a great weekend, and God bless you, and God bless America.